You're listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast with your host, Jessica Hawks, where we get honest about all things entrepreneurship, balancing life and business, and navigating the world in a digital age. Welcome back to the Digital State of Mind podcast. This is our first episode where we have a guest, which is really exciting. We have Miss L'Oreal today. L'Oreal was in my first round of Digital Creatives Academy, which if you're not familiar with Digital Creatives Academy, it is a 10-week program. It's very one-on-one. I go through everything about starting your business. We have guest experts. You have modules to go through, trainings. You have Monday through Friday access to me. And the whole purpose of it is to help you start your business online and really have someone there who has been in your shoes and can guide you through the whole process. So L'Oreal was in my first round. That was back in September of 2020. I think we wrapped up around October of 2020, right? Yeah, I think it was around then, if yeah. I'm correct. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's been a while now. We're almost coming up on a year, which is so wow, crazy. Wow, that's so well, crazy. Actually, it was September. So yeah, we are we are a year into your business, which is That's wild. so crazy because I've been like mixing up the time. I'm like, did my business start in September or October? Yep. Like I don't, because it flies by. It really, really does. It flies by. It does. And you, I remember you got into DCA like last minute. You were like, yes, <laughs> it was. You know what? It happened so quick because like I was, I always tell my audience, I'm like, look, when I started this, I did it in like a blink of an eye because I literally mm-hmm. found you on TikTok and then I signed up for you and Aaron's masterclass. And then the day, because right before I signed up, I found out that my coworker was getting paid more than me. And so I was like really, really eager to like leave my job. And so I signed yeah. up for the master class and then you were getting ready to open up for your second round, actually. And um, somebody dropped out somehow because I emailed you. I filled out the application. I think I emailed you like three times. I was like, please <laughs> let me into the, I was like, please let me into the first round, please. And then once I like got the investment and everything, I got, I talked to my mom about it. And I think I just paid in full like that same night. Yeah. Like, so I, I wasn't playing no games. <laughs> I know you were in it. It's, it's so funny. It's, it's so funny how some people will sit on it and wait for so long. And then some people yeah. are just like, yep, this is it. I'm doing it. Yeah. And um, that's something even now that I'm experiencing, like as a coach, I'm like, why aren't people just doing it? Like people take two weeks to make I a decision. on something. <laughs> but you know what? I have to realize that everybody else is different, you know, like, um, but I'm yeah. just naturally a hustler, you know? And yeah. so I knew that if I had a coach by my side, that it could all work out. And I was like, really, really inspired by your story as well. And I was like, if she can do it, I can do it because I'm a hard worker, you know? (laughs) I love it. I love when people just hop in it. Well, L'Oreal, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to us? And I would love, I feel like we haven't sat down and talked in so long. I would love for you to just tell us all about your story, how you grew up and kind of what led you to the online space. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, My name is L'Oreal. my Instagram name is L'Oreal Ikea. Um, I started my virtual assistant business 
in the beginning of September of last year, now that I know for sure, because like it goes by so quick. Um, and it has been like an absolute joy. Um, before I was a virtual assistant, um, I was working a nine to five, um, of course. And I grew up, you know, doing a lot of like corporate jobs. I worked at hotels. I worked at um, restaurants, all of that. But before I found Jess on TikTok, I was at a nine to five at a leasing agent job. And I did like it, but it's just, I was just miserable. You know, you're not happy because mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to do that. Um, I was also a full-time student going to school for journalism. Um, and I was at my nine to five working, you know, doing what I had to do, but it just wasn't enjoyable. Um, and like a few weeks before I found Jess, as you guys know, I did find out that the guy that I was training, the new guy was getting starting off like three whole dollars more than me. And that really just put a lot of fire under my butt to like, I need to create something that no one could take away from me. Like no one can tell me how much they're going to pay me. No one, like, I don't, I didn't want to depend on anybody else. Um, and that was pretty much the spark that led me to finding Jess on TikTok. TikTok, I said TikTok. <laughs> TikTok is <laughs> close, <and, enough. laughs> close enough. Look, and what's so crazy is I was just to always talk so much crap about TikTok, and I just have to give that platform, you know, the benefit of the doubt because without TikTok and without Jessica, I would not have been here because I wouldn't have known what a virtual assistant was. Um, mm-hmm. But I hopped right in. I took that masterclass. Um, I then. Um, Got right into the program with Jess, as you guys just heard. Um, But before then, just telling you guys about my story and how I grew up. I currently live in San Francisco because I moved out here for school. But I did grow up in a low-income neighborhood in Dallas, Texas. So I've naturally have just had that hustler in my blood because I didn't want the life that I had growing up. I mean, I didn't have much. My grandma used to send me off with like $2 to go to school because that's all we could wow. afford. Um, like that's literally all she could afford to give me a day. Um, and then, you know, it was hard. Like we, ke- she kept food on the table, but it used to be just like crackers and meat because that's all we could afford, you know, and she's older. Like my grandmother raised me. She was like my mom and my dad. And so she really did do like the best that she could do. Um, to provide for me. And I know in this industry, we always talk about our whys and why do we do what we do. Um, And my grandmother is my why because I really do want to give her a house because she's still in the neighborhood. And um, she deserves to be in a nice house in a nice neighborhood and be able to relax and not have to worry about working anymore. I mean, she's 75 years old. Um, But that's pretty much where I got my work ethic, just growing up around um, the situations that I was around. I mean, they weren't easy, you know. Um, And I do have to say that you really do. You can either be a product of your environment or you can choose to look around your environment and choose not to be a part of it. And that's kind of where I was. I mean, I had the privilege of going to a performing arts high school. Um, and that was kind of where I got the exposure that I needed to know that that to know that to understand that I didn't have to stay in the situation that I was currently in. Um, right. I remember like the first time I went into like a big two story house. It was my best friend's house. And I, rem- I remember just feeling like so, so small. And she lived in like the richest neighborhood in Dallas. So it was like my neighborhood was like the poor income neighborhood and her neighborhood was like the richest of the richest. But she was my best friend because we all like meshed together at this high school because it didn't matter where you um, where you came from. It's just if you were talented or not. Um, and so that was like the first time I really got exposure to, um, you know, nicer ways of life. And that really did um, push me as well, because I was like, 
wow, there's so much more out here that I didn't even know. Because a lot of kids that grow up in low-income neighborhoods, we only know that area, you know? Um, so that was, a, I mean, I'm very, very grateful that I was able to see, you know, my best friend's house, you know, experience nice things in, through my high school because I think that did motivate me to um, work really hard. Um, after that, I started getting, picking up jobs at um, nice um, hotels. I wanted to surround myself with um, people who were successful. <clears throat> I'm sorry, <laughs> my throat got dry. I wanted to surround myself with people who were successful. So although I was working at this hotel, I mean, like, rich people were coming through this hotel all the time. I used to work at Omni Hotels and Resorts. So I had Dallas Cowboy players coming through there, real estate investors and agents, like, you know, the nicest of the nice. And then um, when I moved to San Francisco, I started working at the Four Seasons Hotel. And then I moved to like a Michelin star restaurant. So all of the jobs that I had, they were nice jobs because I truly believe in that I should surround myself with people that I want to be like. Um, and that's even how it is in this online industry. I believe that you should invest in someone who's 10 steps, 20 steps ahead of the game. That way you can, it can force you to level up. Um, but I feel like I'm rambling for a while. So, but yeah, guys, that's pretty much how I got started um, in my story a little bit. Yeah, I love that. I feel like we've, I feel like I've known you for so long at this point and, and been supporting you, but I feel like I've never really been able to learn about your story and what happened growing up because I feel like that is so, you're right. It's, you know, you definitely can be a product of your environment. And mm -hmm. that goes to say whether it's the, you know, your surroundings or your family or whatever types of issues that you're dealing with. And mm -hmm. I'm interested to know whenever you were growing up and, and struggling and kind of seeing that happening around you, did you have an idea of what you wanted to do? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that know, like, I want to become a doctor, or I want to become a lawyer. And then there's some people, and I felt like this, I felt like with my childhood, I was so consumed by the trouble that was happening around me that I wasn't even able to think about my own future. You know, I'm interested to see how you felt about that. Yeah. So for a while, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just knew that I wanted to be successful. Um, so first, you know, the doctor came around and then I wanted to be a singer and all of this. And then when I went to middle school, I started picking up theater because I had to take the class. And I found that I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then I ended up um, auditioning for the Performing Arts High School. And it has a low acceptance rate. So when I got in, I was like, OK, this is for me. Um, and then in high school, I ended up picking up, um, of course, I was still acting, but I was also a playwright and a director. And so that was kind of like my first leadership role was being a director because I had to literally like um, put together like a whole play and whole films and stuff like that, um, which I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity. Um, but before I knew about the online space, I thought that that I mean, that was a word that I was going to be in. I thought I was going to be in the theater world or the film world. Um, when I came out to San Francisco um, for school, I was, you know, majoring in broadcast journalism, which would also be on TV, but I was still, you know, picking up film and theater on the side. Um, but like I said, you kind of just lose the passion for it once you realize that you have to work really, really. I mean, you have to work really hard in the online industry as well. But like the um, slot to get into like the acting world is very, very slim. Like, I mean, you, you have to know someone at the end of the day. Um, right. And... I was just like, you know what? I need to start. So once I realized, like, because 
for me, like the reason why I work so hard, I do feel like I'm on a tight like time frame. Like it's not like my granny is going to live for like a, another 50 years, you know, like I want to be able to take care of her as soon as possible. And so I knew that I didn't have a lot of time to wait, to wait around for journalism to pick up, to wait around for, um, to wait around for like, you know, theater to pick up too. And so that's when I started picking up those nice jobs, hoping that I can somehow climb the corporate ladder and be like a general manager or be like, you know, be on on the top of the food chain. Um, And I'm so, and you know, even then that would take so many years for me to do that. Like seven to 10 years to be able to be at the top Mm -hmm. of that food chain. And I'm so glad thank goodness to TikTok because I realized that I don't have to go down that route or be under somebody else's dreams, you know? Yeah. And I think that you, you were talking about your why. And I think that that's so important for anyone who is thinking about starting a business online is to, you know, whenever you're first starting, always think about your, your reason why, whether it's your family or yourself or whatever it is. And then throughout your entire business, that's something that you can look to almost like as your North star. And I think that for a lot of people, their why is their family. You know, it was very similar for me with, you know, my parents, they did well with their business, but, you know, once they got divorced and things kind of fell apart, my dad's also older. He's almost 69 at this point. And that's also a huge why for me is wanting to be able to take care of him and give back to the people that you love the most. And I think it's really amazing that the online space has presented an opportunity for younger people to kind of break these generational patterns or the struggles that our family members faced and really be able to change our own lives so quickly and then be able to give back to them in that way, you know? Yeah. And that's so important to like, you're right. Um, Cause I talk about the why with my students and I'm like, that needs to be your first thing because if your only reason is money, then it's going to fall through if it doesn't come as quickly as you want. It has yeah. to be bigger than the money. It has to be bigger than that. Um, and I think that starting with your family, starting with, like you said, breaking those generational curses and wanting to bring like generational wealth is a good start. Um, and that's another thing that I'm really having to adjust with because I realized that not every, I mean, some people grew up having a really, really like nice like lifestyle. And so they naturally probably don't feel like they have to work as hard. And so they're wondering why they can't be consistent and they're wondering why um, they can't show up as much and it's because like their why isn't intact and so that's something that I've struggled with um naturally because like I told you like I naturally have that because I have someone that I have to take care of as soon as possible so I don't let my mind hinder me because I just keep my eyes on my grandmother and I realize now growing up and being in a like role of leadership that people don't have a very very strong why and so I encourage people to dig deep like you really really have to dig deep um other than money you know because it can I mean it can really really fall through if that's the only why that they have yeah, for sure. Yeah. And this is it's funny because this is something that I that me and Aaron have talked a lot about is oftentimes we see and what you'll see with a lot of business owners that you look up to or entrepreneurs that you're just like, oh my gosh, they are just doing so amazing. I, I don't understand how they got to this place, is that oftentimes they didn't have a linear path growing up. They they struggled or their their family had money struggles or emotional difficulties or their parents got divorced or they were in a broken household. It's so often that you see that. And I think that a lot of people think that that gives them a disadvantage. And sometimes it certainly 
certainly does. But I, I feel like I have a lot of people that come to me, you know, feeling like they don't have this experience or that their growth as a person was hindered because of X, Y, Z. And I'm of the perspective that those things absolutely give you an mm-hmm. edge that some other people won't have because you r- really will have that hunger to to fight for for your own success and for your own wealth and just for the success to be able to to be proud of yourself in that way not just for the money but to be able to say wow look what i made and so i think that you're right you know whenever people are kind of coasting along or haven't really had to put themselves in that position. It definitely does take a lot of introspect introspection and being like, why do I want to do this? What is my motivating factor? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it really just goes back to like, just wanting to, you said it, um, have it at hunger. Um, I know for me, especially, especially like I'm not, I'm at this point in my business where I'm not afraid to take risk. Um, like I preach about that all the time and it's because I have that hunger because I'm so afraid to go back to where I was. I'm afraid to have to like to be broke again I'm afraid to like not have as much food to eat because once you've experienced that that's all you need to really really work hard because I think that once you've experienced it and you know that you don't have to stay there like staying there is a choice then like that's all you need to really really work hard and um you're right it does give us an edge I know that it's my edge in life because I'm like (laughs) I mean I don't ever ever want to go back there I don't want my kids to experience that. I don't don't even want my grandkids to experience it, you know, and that's really my motivation into really, um, like working as hard as I do. Um, and to any, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, a kid that's, you know, growing up in a low income neighborhood, or maybe you're having like some, um, you know, dealing with mental challenges. Like, I mean, if I can do it, you can do it. And I tell people that all the time because, I mean, nothing in life was handed to me. Everything that I've had has been worked for at the end of the day. And you can literally have the life of your dreams if you want it bad enough. You just have to want it bad enough and you have to reframe your mindset into telling yourself that you can do it instead of telling, instead of doubting yourself. Yeah, 100%. And whenever you're even on a smaller scale, you know, there's a, a lot of people who... <laughs> We'll just cut it out. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. I was like, why did that just happen? <laughs> um, I'm so even sorry. On, no, you're fine. I know I had to check all my devices. I was like, I know something is going to get my notification. Me, listen, let me put this phone on airplane mode right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Maybe we'll just leave it in, actually. <laughs> um, you know, even on a smaller scale, I feel like there's some people who feel like, well, I haven't, you know, gone through a broken household or haven't been in in this experience. But if you've ever been in a situation where you are maybe living on your own and you are started, you're in a position where you're starting to pay your own bills and Mm -hmm. you're working in a job where you are overworked and underpaid, oftentimes that puts you in a lot of positions where you're at a crossroads of, okay, well, I'm in this situation where I'm on my own and I'm completely relying on myself. I either have to figure something out or else I'm going to be on the streets. Like I literally won't be able to support myself anymore. And I think that when you are placed in situations like that, where it's really make or break, you realize that the biggest person in your life that you can rely on is yourself. And you have the power at any moment to change the situation that you're in, you know? Yeah. Um, And that's something that this, I mean, I'm, I mean, of course, like, I mean, this pandemic has been horrific, but at the same time, I am grateful for it because it's made me realize how like, 
how horrible corporate America is. Like so many people have died and they've been replaced like the next few days, you know? And just, I mean, just thinking about that alone should make you want to work for yourself because they do not care about you. You could be with a company for 10 years working your butt off and they can bring the new guy, you can bring the new guy in and he could be getting paid more than you. That alone should make you want to work for yourself and not depend on them. Yeah, I think that that's a fear that so many people have whenever they're used to being in the corporate world is, oh, I'm going to lose the stability of this if I start my own business or if I go off on my own. And I feel like it's quite the opposite of that because you are, you're totally replaceable. And it's, you know, it's really just a numbers game most of the time in corporate. You know, of course, there's those outliers where you fall into a job or a position where they really do value their employees and you feel that and you feel like you're being treated well. But that's that's the rare situation. Mm-hmm. The normal situation is that you are just a number to them and you are very replaceable. And when you own your own business, you are not replaceable. You are the business and you will experience a desire to find success and, and have that motivation more than you will ever experience in the corporate world. I mean, that's so true. I mean, and I mean, that's a great thing about business, being a business owner, but that's also going to be like a struggle that you have because you want to work 24 seven. That's a struggle that I'm having because I know. I know that this is all that I have, honey. I need to be working day and night to make sure that I keep bringing in income, making sure that nothing changes. Um, You're right, Jess. It really does bring in a different drive and a different hunger, Um, having your own business. Um, And that kind of goes with imposter syndrome a little bit, just thinking that it can all fall apart. Um, that's something that I really, really like struggled with. Um, it's like, because I've worked so hard to build my following, to build this business. And I'm just, you know, I have those moments where I'm like, man, like, what if all of this falls apart, like in a day, but it's impossible for that to happen. But that's, you know, a reason why I do get up and work, um, you know, get up and post on Instagram, engage, how about my students do the client work, because I know that um, I don't want to lose it at the end of the day. And I can't lose it. If you do the work, you can't lose it. That is, but it's a it's a thought that you're going to have at the back of your mind. But I want you guys to know that. Um, I mean, unless you're just out here, um, I mean, I don't know what not you would caring. have to do to, yeah, just like not caring. Get, take, if you're out here scamming, that's the only way yeah. you can lose your business. But other than that, it, it's it's just it's you're going to think about it, but just know you're just going to have to push that um to the back of your mind because. <laughs> Which I was going to say, you know, there's a huge portion of people on TikTok who definitely think we're scam artists. <laughs> right. I know. Oh, my gosh. So I had um, my first troll dress. I actually asked you for help on that because yes, I I'm such I'm such a nice person. Like, don't get on my page. <laughs> and it's so offensive at that because, like, I worked so hard and you're going to get on here and call me a scammer? Sweetheart, no, like check the reviews. I am not a scammer. Like, but yes, we you having an online business, you you do get called um being a scammer. And let me and I'm not even gonna get you wrong. There are people out here that are scammers, especially as the coaching industry is growing. I've noticed that a lot of people who haven't even had a single client is trying to coach someone. Like, baby, yep. sit down. Yeah, like that's, sit all the way down. Yeah, unfortunately that does happen, and I think that's kind of a, a and a consequence, I suppose, or a mm-hmm. result of not 
putting in the work in your business yeah. and, and trying to take the shortcuts, it will never work. If you're trying to copy people, if you're trying to take shortcuts, whatever it is, if you're trying to get out of doing the work in any way, you are always going to be five, 10, 20 steps behind someone yeah. else and you won't ever be able to get ahead. But that, what we were just talking about, I think kind of leads into, I wanted to ask what was your... What was your first impression of the online space when you first started? Because I don't know about you, but for for me, whenever I first found the online space, I had no idea that it even existed, really. I knew that there were businesses on Instagram, but I didn't know that they existed in this capacity. So it was very abstract for me. I was like, what is this entire world that I have been kept away from? So I'm curious to know how you felt. I mean, I kind of felt similar to you. Like, it really was like a whole new world. Um, I'm going to just compare this to my experience because I don't know how to swim. And I was recently in Hawaii and I went underneath the water to snorkel a little bit. And I was like, whoa, like, <laughs> it's like two worlds in one on earth. Like, there's a whole yeah. new world underneath. And that's literally how it is when you discover the online world. My first impression, of course, was how quick you grew. Um, but then when I started experiencing it, experiencing it for myself, um, that's what really, I mean, I was astonished really. Um, because I was following you, I was following other creatives who were like talking about their story with their growth on Instagram and Pinterest and stuff like that. And I'm like, people are out here slaving, going to school, getting all these loans, and they don't even know that they don't have to do that. You know, like, I didn't know, like, like when I started my business, I was, you know, in school and I recently um, made the decisions to, um, you know, take care of me and my business because that's what I'm going to focus on and um, just pause on school. But before then, I really did. A lot of people think that they have to go to school to have a successful life or to build um, a six figure business when they don't have to at the end of the day. And that's what I really that's what the online world proved to me that you don't have to go to college to have a successful life. No, you don't. And I think that more and more people are realizing that. I think it's just such a foreign concept to so many people that it's taking a while for it to set in because we're so used to our parents and our grandparents and everyone that we meet asking us, what are you going to go to college for? When are you going to go to college? So that's just all that we're thinking about. We don't really, we're not exposed as much to the other opportunities that there are until we either search for it ourselves or just fall into it. But it is more possible than ever right now to start a business where you can, I mean, I've said this before in, in videos and whenever I'm reflecting on, you know, being in nursing school, my salary, I mean, if I, you know, maybe after a really long time, I could have gotten to six figures. But for the most part, nurses make around, you know, fifty to $80,000. You can make 10 times that so quickly in the online space. And yes. it is sustainable. I mean, you can, if you are always looking for new ways to grow and market yourself, you are only going to keep compounding on top of that and stacking your offers and your income and your, you know, your clients. So there, the, the growth level is limitless. Whereas in the corporate world, there's usually always a cap to how much you can make. Yeah. I actually have a really funny story to uh, piggyback off of. So, um, but right before I told my, right when I was at the height of my, cause I mean, my business is constantly growing, but I remember when it really started picking up once I started hitting those 10 K months in my VA business, yeah. Um, I was telling my grandma, I was like, I can't do this and still try to focus on school. And, you know, her opinion means everything to me. And she goes, well, 
you can't stop. You can't pause on school unless you're making six figures. And I was like, well, um, I kind of am. So does that mean I can like stop now? Because technically I am. Uh, but that's what people don't. She like even like it's so crazy because I mean, the older generation are so stuck in their ways when it comes to school, because that's all they've known. I mean, they didn't have the internet like we did, you know? Um, And thank goodness that it's not going anywhere because technology is constantly growing and for our benefit, especially. Um, But they didn't have that. And so I remember when I first started my business, um, my mom was like, okay, have a backup plan. My grandmother was like, have a backup plan. They were all telling me to have a backup plan and just stick with school. And, um, And I get it because, you know, they think that a degree is everything, but, um, I mean, Jess, I mean, I hit a 10 K I've never thought I would be making $10,000 a month. Mm-hmm. I know. Like I don't and ever, the... <laughs> I mean, like, go ahead. <laughs> listen, listen, and as a virtual assistant and listen, like as a, literally, if I was to get my degree in journalism, because I looked up the salary for this, have my bachelor's, you know, get a job at a network, I wouldn't even be making like barely like 4000 a month. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, it's and it feels so whenever you are first, I remember whenever I first found the online space, I found out someone was making $9,000 a month. And I was like, Oh my God, if I was making $9,000 a month, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. And it's so funny because you think about that and it seems like it's so unreachable for you. And then you're working in your business, you are you know, building things up with your clients, you're really focusing on it. And then all of a sudden you realize, you're like, oh my God, I just hit 9K, 10K, whatever your goal is. And you're like, Wow, that seemed so doable for me. Yeah. What's next? It's like then your your goals just keep expanding so much further than that. And you don't even realize yeah. that you've hit those crazy those those goals that before were like unreachable to you. Yeah, I actually remember when I found your TikTok. Um I forgot the exact one, but you were talking about making nine K a month as a virtual assistant. And I was like, nine thousand dollars a month? I was like, do you know how good I could live with $9,000 a month? And so I literally was, I was stalking your TikTok. Literally that same night, like I said, I joined your masterclass and then I signed up. I was like, if this is real, then I need to be all up and through that period. Like, and of course, guys, it's not a scam. It's very much real. And it's your business. That's actually the best part about it all because a lot of people get into the online space without guidance. That's why I really do encourage getting like a coach or getting a mentor because, you know, a lot of people join and then they're unhappy because they're offering services they don't like. They're often, they're offering like, I remember some of my students are only offering like 15 an hour. And I was like, are you serious? Like, girl, you mm-hmm. might as well just go back to that office job if you're going right. to be offering somebody $15 an hour. Like, that's like bottom of the barrel, you know? Right. Um, like, um, But they, they get on here and they don't know what they're doing. So they are struggling. But like I said, it's all about making sure that you have someone along your side that's 10 steps ahead. Um, yeah. And so and I'm really very good. grateful that I had you, Jess, because like... I mean, like, I don't think my my VA business definitely wouldn't have moved as quickly as it did if it wasn't for you. Um, and I've had multiple mentors since starting, but you helped me quit my nine to five at the end of the day. And that was like the best feeling, you know, actually yeah. leaving. Yeah, I love that. And it's like, it's just, it's just as fulfilling for me to see you all doing that as it is for you. And I, 
I think that a lot of people feel like they can do it themselves and it's not impossible by any means to start your business yourself. But like you were saying, a lot of times doing things by yourself without someone being able to guide you and, and give you that reassurance, a lot of times it keeps you small. It keeps you mm-hmm. in the low price ranges. It keeps you trying to do what other people are doing and not having the confidence to do things your own way. It having a coach and someone that can guide you and has been in your shoes and and knows deep down the reasons why you're doing things and and how you can properly do them to make your business sustainable. That's what really helps you scale and grow as a business owner because you need someone there, especially in the beginning where everything is new, everything is scary, you're unsure about every decision that you're making. Having someone there who can be like, this this is right, like you're doing things right or give you that confidence and empower you to charge higher rates and refine your services and work with your dream clients. That's everything. And that will completely transform your business. Amen. And my biggest thing is like, I mean, like you really just don't have to do it by yourself. And if you have the power to invest into someone that can literally help accelerate your growth, why not do that at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what really intrigued me with you, Jess, because you were like, I mean, I did learn from you. Like you, I was like $9,000 a month. I need to be getting coached by this woman right here because <laughs> that's where I want to be. And that's how it is. Like, and some people are so afraid to invest in themselves and then they're running around, you know, trying to figure it out themselves. And then they end up being, you know, they wonder why they can't hit those crazy income months so quickly. Like they always ask, like, how did you do it so fast? How did you do it so fast? Of course I was consistent. Of course I worked hard, but I also invested into mentors who were way ahead of the game than me, you know, who could teach me things that I didn't know, you know? Right. So what does your grandma think of all of this? Um, Okay. (laughs) That's a great question. Okay. So first she was like, so my grandma, every time we're on the phone, she's like, what do you do again? What do you do again? And I always explain it to her, but now she's like, so, so proud of me. Um, She doesn't have Instagram or anything, so she can't really see what I'm doing, but she um, she's always showing off like my website and everything. Yeah. At first she was hesitant, but now she sees that I've like really built like a, you know, a six figure business in a year. And she's like, okay, like that's my granddaughter. You keep going. <laughs> and of course, like, of course she loves it too, because I'm like, you know, sending her money and stuff, making sure that she's good. Yeah. And so she's like, okay. So when I first started, <laughs> she's like, I love money, this. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I love, she cracks me up actually. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Um, I sent her some money when she went on vacation and then she spent it on. She called me. She was like, L'Oreal, I need some money. But like, it was funny because that's what I want. Like, I want her to be able to come to me when she needs that additional help because, right. you know, right. I mean, there's no way I could repay her if I, even if I wanted to. But it cracked me up because at first she was like, OK, stay in school. Make sure you still, you know, mm-hmm. you're still doing journalism when you graduate. And it's like now she's like all about my business like her tunes changed yeah (laughs) i'm reaping the benefits (laughs) reaping the benefits of it literally um but she loves it now and my mom she's in my life as well I just wasn't raised by her, but she loves it as well. Like my mom, she's always reposting my, I don't even know how she's reposting my content <laughs> on her Facebook page, but literally every time I post a video, it's on her Facebook page and it could even be up, like it's barely up five minutes, you know? Um, but everyone's really, really supportive. And at the beginning of my business, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not tell my friends and my family. It wasn't until I quit my nine to five and I was for sure 
you know, sticking with my business that I decided to tell people. But for a long time, um, I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want anyone telling me that I shouldn't do it or sending me negative energy or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And I really encourage people to keep it to themselves and to their like where they want to be. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, it's very important to have the boundary of if you aren't going to support me in this, then you're not going to be able to be involved in it. And it, it because it can impact you, you know, the people that are closest in your life, your family, your friends, they're usually coming from a good place because they care about you and they are worried, but that can really impact your mindset and cause you to doubt yourself and mm-hmm. to, to really do what they want you to do instead, which ultimately is not going to make you happy in the long run. And I think it just, it takes time. And it, because it's so new, the online space, it's, we're all used to it now, but mm-hmm. it's still growing rapidly and it's a new concept for a lot of people. So it just takes time. But yeah. in the end, I mean, there is no better feeling than being able to be in a position where you can give back to your friends and family and help them whenever they need and and know that, that's something you're able to provide for the people that you love the most who were there for you when you, you know, before you had your own business. Right. It really is. And another reason why, you know, I do what I do. (laughs) Yeah. So I am, so whenever you join DCA, a lot of the biggest, or for a lot of people, one of the biggest struggles that they face is showing up online and show having to talk on their stories and post pictures of themselves. And I was so impressed by you because you were like, I'm not worried about that part. Like, I've got that part down. And you really just threw yourself into it. So it was awesome because you kind of already had that advantage in the sense of you were like, no, I'm not worried about that. I'm just going for this because I know it will work. So with that being said, what do you feel like some of the biggest hurdles or the biggest hurdle that you had to jump over in the beginning was, or what were your fears around that? Okay. So yeah, I actually remember when I first, cause I think my first post was a video and you, you like literally messaged me on Slack. You was like, L'Oreal, I'm so proud of you. Like it took me weeks to do something like that. Yep. Um, but I had the advantage of being in the public eye with theater and film and stuff. So that's what helped me. But I would say that my biggest hurdle for sure was in this was something that I expressed to you at the beginning of my business was raising my prices because I was such a people pleaser. And so, you know, we start off at like 30 an hour and you, you know, you hope to, you know, increase as your, you know, your, you know, your knowledge increase as you get more clients. But that was something that really held me back for a few months because like, I was just so afraid of someone telling me no, because I'm too expensive. And I remember just being like, I'm like my fifth client and I was still like offering like, you know, that, 30 range when I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was like something that I really, really had to get over. And, um, and I realized it probably became it. The the reason why I had the mindset of like still being in poverty, that's what hindered me a lot. Yeah. And so still being in poverty. And that's why I thought I just should just get as many clients as I can at the lowest rate possible. Really, it should have been the opposite. Um, Right. And so that's something that, I mean, I still, I mean, I don't struggle with it anymore, but it took me a really, really long time to be able to tell myself that I am worthy of raising my prices. And I, I mean, I have like the credentials to like back it up, but man, um, 
Yeah, that was that not is, easy at all. It wasn't. That, yeah, that is such a powerful concept that I feel like you just talked about. It's whether it's because of your childhood and the situations that you grew up in, or whether it's from just being in jobs where you're severely underpaid, that mm-hmm. leads so many of us to feeling like we aren't worthy of raising our prices. And and we feel guilty almost for charging yeah. high rates, even if we have the skills and experience and are, are in demand. That guilt is, is strong sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I actually think because it did take me a very long time to raise my prices. And once I did, I think that's where my and like imposter syndrome started like rolling in. Cause I was like, why am I charging this much? Like I'm feeling like such a fraud. How do I know? Like I can help these people like the best way that I can. I was like, L'Oreal, what are you doing? Like and all of that, because that's where it stemmed from. So it was like one thing to actually raise the prices. And once I raised the prices, um, I had to battle imposter syndrome because I was feeling like that I wasn't good enough or I was a fraud and stuff like that. And so that was another mindset mindset block that I had to um, overcome. But, you know, I was writing like words of affirmations in the morning um, in my Bible, like praying about it because it was hard. Like people think that it's, and I don't even try to front like having a business is easy. Yes. It's like, it will be the best decision you ever make in your life, but you're going to deal with imposter syndrome. You're going to deal with business anxiety and stuff like that. But I mean, you just have to keep your eye on the prize. Right. And what do you feel like helped you? Where Was there a specific moment or not even a specific moment, but where do you feel like a lot of that mindset shift came from in terms of imposter syndrome, raising your prices, feeling like you weren't good enough? So I think that the it started changing once I started becoming more open about it and um, sharing my experience because I realized that 70% of business owners face this. And that's kind of where my mindset started to shift. Also, just having my clients back me up, um, letting me know that I'm doing an amazing job, seeing the actual results of like my work right. and you know stuff like that. Um, so that's what really, really helped me. I mean, it was a process. It wasn't a single moment, but just the process of just seeing the results that my hard work is paying off and like having people um, relate to um, imposter syndrome and other forms of... Um, you know, business anxiety. Um, that's what helped me out the most is just being open right. about it and talking about it with my community. Yeah. yeah, it's so important because if you, I think that a big part of being a business owner is being able to grow into a version of yourself that recognizes when your mindset is off and then being able to self-correct. And by yeah. self-correct, I don't mean always try to resolve it yourself, but even just being able to say, okay, I can feel that I have a mindset block surrounding money. I'm in a scarcity mindset. Clearly, I need to address this and and really work on that and seek someone out who teaches about that or can help with that. Mm-hmm. I think that being able to recognize those patterns or or thoughts that you have and then correct them is a huge part of being able to keep moving forward as a business owner. Yeah, because you know if you stay in that mindset, like that property mindset, then you're then you're going to. I mean, like I said, it's going to hinder your business because you're going to feel like you have to offer like the bottom wage to get more clients right. and you're actually going to be working way harder than you did at a nine to five and still struggle. Um, so right. I really had to change my mindset to let myself know like, Hey, like this money is going to come back to you. 
Um, yes. You know, you're all worthy of this. You can spend money. And because I mean, like not only was I offering like the bottom wage, but I was also afraid to spend money because I thought I was just going to lose it all. And I, I was afraid to invest into like my second coach. And then I just had to like, you know, reframe my thinking around it saying like, if I do this, it's going to come back to me tenfold, you know? Right. Money, f- money flows freely to me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and so that's I how it. I think. <laughs> I love it. So L'Oreal, I have, you are all up on the reels on Instagram. If anyone mm-hmm. hasn't seen L'Oreal's reels, you got to go, go check her out. Her handle will be in the show, show notes, but so you started making reels and obviously reels are a relatively new feature for Instagram, mm-hmm. but you have since gone totally viral a lot of times. <laughs> so what was that like for you? Because I know that feeling of like seeing a video start to go viral and you're like, oh boy, what's happening? Um, so the, the very first reel that went viral, because um, I knew that Instagram was showing like favoritism towards reels because it was like a new feature. And so I was really just at that point using it to get seen in front of like wedding photographers because that was my niche. And and so I just, I remember just making one reel talking about my journey as a VA, you know, having my business best friends, being able to travel when I want to and all of this. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when the numbers started picking up. Like, I remember when it hit 50K and I was like running around the house. I was like, guys, my video has 50K views. <laughs> and then I remember like watching it. Okay. And that was at like, that was like. At like 10 a.m. like the day before it hit 100k and I remember when it hit 100k like me and my boyfriend were literally running around the house like going crazy and then it kept kept climbing and I just couldn't believe it I couldn't believe how much of and at first I was scared I was like oh my goodness I have all these eyes on my profile and like I was afraid yep. to look at my phone at one point because it's mostly love but then again once you go viral you will have like those trolls um who are mean and you know I'm, I'm I was sensitive you gotta have thick skin as well if you're gonna be on the internet because of internet trolls but I was very sensitive in the beginning so I didn't even like looking at my phone because of the mean comments but for the most part like for 90% of the part it was just so much love and encouragement and love people telling me that they're proud of me and I mean like it was just like just super duper excitement like I was running around like a kid and then it kept happening um and so I tried to like keep up the um the pace with it like I was trying to make sure that I was trying to have like a reel out like you know at least three times a week and um I think that people really like hearing stories you know that's what I've learned about my journey with being a VA because at the end of the day, your story could encourage someone to start a business or can encourage someone to apply for a dream job if that's what they want to do. Um, so people really like hearing stories. And I would say that my most successful reels are me sharing my story. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Reels. Video is so powerful right now. Yeah. And I, it will only continue to be more powerful. I mean, that's really where we're headed in the direction of is just video is it. TikTok, yeah. reels, whatever way you, it's, you listen, do it, it's, do it. It's everywhere. Like, and of course, it's like where it is. It's only growing, but it's on YouTube now, TikTok. Girl, I was on Netflix, and Netflix is trying to do like short videos from their TV shows. I'm like, okay, okay. like everyone's like is on the wave now. Even Pinterest, Pinterest is doing the idea yep. pins, but they really encourage video yep. because it's where it's. I mean, it's where we're going. So if you're not on it, then I'm. I mean, you got to get on it. Like now, I did not know Netflix was doing that too. Everybody's yes. like, "All right, I'll do it." <laughs> yes, Netflix is trying to do like short, so they have like comedy reels. So, and it's from their shows, of course, but it's like right. like short, like thirty second clips. 
That is so funny. I so know. How do you how do you feel like your business has changed since that started picking up and you really started seeing more traffic coming to your page? I mean, now uh, compared to then. Oh, girl, it has changed so much. Um, and it's been crazy because when it first started picking up, um, I was getting like so like my wait list for like my actual I'm not actually I'm actually pivoting my business to be a full time coach now. But at the beginning, I remember when the amount of photographers, not only just photographers, but I was getting like clients from all across like like all over Instagram, they didn't even care that they weren't a photographer. If, if they were a boutique, they were reaching out to me. And of course I did accept them because like, I only like working for photographers, but my wait list for my client list literally grew to over 200 people filling it out. Wow. Like I was, it was, I was like overwhelmed. Um, yeah. And so when it started picking up, of course um, I accepted um, a few more clients at a very high rate because I was like, okay, well clearly, clearly I'm a high commodity right now. So I can do right. that. But, um, and then I ended up hiring myself a virtual assistant which is crazy because who would think that a virtual assistant would need a virtual assistant, Uh, (laughs) which is great. She's been great. Um, And then from there, um, I was just, I mean, my business was like, I mean, uh, it was like perfect. I was working with my dream clients, having my perfect income with my virtual assistants. And then I started getting like the messages about mentoring. And for a while I really did, didn't want to do it because I was happy where I was. And I was like, you know, you're you're happy where you are. You don't need to change anything. Um, and then right. at first I just prayed about it, and then I ended up finally caving in and getting into mentorship and having like my program that I have now, and that has been just like an absolute joy. And so from the beginning of that first reel to even now, I mean, that's where it has scaled to within a span of like what five months probably. Um, but right. that's how much changes have gone on. Like I had that big wait list. I had the virtual assistant. I have like people messaging me and me finally like stepping into my power and becoming a mentor within five months. Yeah. I I am so proud of how far you come you have come. It's so crazy and it's so cool to see, you know, someone else putting the effort in and then watching them grow. It is one of the coolest things I've ever experienced. And I think that a lot of people feel like whenever they enter the the VA world or any become any type of service provider, they feel like they have to stay there or either turn into a coach. And mm. I think that your story about how once you're, you started making reels and those really started blowing up, you had so many clients wanting you to be their assistant. At that point, you could have taken it in so many different directions. You could yeah. have become, you become a mentor like you have, or you could have opened an agency and started hiring more people under you and, and started to bring on those clients and scale your business that way. There's just so many ways that you can take it. It's almost like a web. You know, you start out as it a is. day and then there's so many paths that you can go down in order to scale your business. And I think that some people don't think that's possible, but it totally is. And especially with the resources that we have now. Yeah. And I, I mean, I definitely went through that moment where I was like, how do I go from here? Because, you know, um, cause I have people coming at me from different directions and that's where I just give credit to like me praying and stuff. Cause that's where my answers came from. But like, I thought about the agency. I thought about, you know, the program that I have now, which is where I think uh, which I know that I'm meant to be like, that's where I, this is like my purpose where I am now. But right. um, I had, I mean, I was like, should I mentor photographers? I mean, I'm not even a photographer, but like, should I do that? Mm-hmm. But um, 
it was just so much. And then even then I realized like, wow, like there's so much growth in this online space. Like I can really make this business what I want it to be, you know? Yeah. Truly. Yep. Even like, if, even, <laughs> yeah. Even if you didn't, even if I didn't want to do like the program, like the mentorship program, you could, you could literally just offer courses, offer yeah. and not even co- ever coach anyone one-on-one, just simply just generate money through an online course. Yeah, there nice. are endless possibilities. You just endless. have to have the perspective past where your starting point is. Yeah. And so, and I know a lot of people are really like, oh, so many people are discouraged by reals. But at the end of the day, like, you're going to have to do things in your business that makes you uncomfortable if you really want to grow. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say that you have to do reels to grow your Instagram, but if you want to, if you want fast growth, that's the quickest way to grow on Instagram right now, period, because they're pushing it out. It is a hundred percent. And I think that oftentimes there's a misconception that as soon as you start your business and you've gotten past that, the scary point is over. That's when the scary part starts. Man. <laughs> that is where after that, it's just like every single day, it feels like there's a new thing where you're like, oh God, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to force myself to do it because I know that I will grow. And it gets easier and easier as a business owner. Once you say yes to the things that scare you enough times, Every single time after that, it gets easier. I remember when I was, you know, I started my business and I was working with my clients and I was loving it and I felt so confident. And then I was like, I need to get on TikTok. In my head, I was like, oh my God, I am feeling the feelings that I felt when I first started my business because I'm doing this new thing. Mm -hmm. And then I made a YouTube video, which I need to pick that back up in 2022. But I made a YouTube (laughs) video and I was like, and this is even scarier than TikTok. And then starting a podcast. That's nerve wracking. There are so many situations you're going to be in where you are scared after your starting point. But what you'll realize is that those situations are crazier than you would ever think. When you're in the situation where you're like, oh, I can start a TikTok to really grow or, oh, I can start a podcast now. What an opportunity, like what a gift Mm. to be in a situation where you're having to overcome the fear of starting that, you know? Yeah. And just, I'm really, really happy that you talked about your experience for a little bit about your fear, because a lot of people, I mean, they look at people who are very big in the online space and they just think that, that we don't experience, I'm not even huge, you're huge, but like, I don't, people look at that and they don't think we don't experience these things, you know? But like, mm-hmm. it's something that you're going to go through for the rest of your business. Like I probably had consistent moments of fear since I've started my business, but now I'm at this point where I'm just comfortable with it. I'm not going to let it hinder me, but I'm going to let it fuel me at the end of the day. You know, yeah. if I'm feeling yes. fear, I'm like, okay, this is a good sign. Something's about to happen. You know? <laughs> yes, it is. It totally is. And it really starts to impact you as a person as well. Like there's so many situations where whether it's like an uncomfortable conversation or something new that I'm starting in my personal life where I've started to realize that pushing through those fears in my business have now enabled me to push through those fears in my personal life. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it puts you in a position where you're able to be self-aware and stop in a moment and think, okay, I'm scared of this situation. I'm feeling these feelings. That's totally fine. And I now have the ability to make a decision about whether I'm going to push forward with it or whether I'm going to withdraw into my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I think that once you can start being self-aware of that, you will notice huge shifts in your confidence, personal and business-wise. 
Yeah, because let me tell you, right now I feel like I can do anything that I want, mm-hmm. and that's that's mm-hmm. and that definitely has come through me pushing through those fears and um just keeping my eyes on the prize. Because I mean, I think that anything that I want to do in life, I think that I can do it, and it's because of my business and pushing through those things. Um, listen, guys, a comfort zone is nice and comfy, but nothing grows there, and it never will. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so. Tell me, I would love to hear if you're comfortable a little bit about how you felt like it's been navigating being a woman of color in the online business space. And I would also love to know what advice you would give to any women of color who are listening right now and are maybe thinking about starting a business online. Yeah, um, it's actually been um, a privilege, I would say, um, because it's I'm, I'm I mean, there's not a lot, I mean, at least from my perspective, there's not a ton of like black women in the online space. Um, And so to show up and be like an inspiration for other black women and other women of color to um, start an online business, um, I mean, it's just a blessing nonetheless. Um, It was hard at the beginning because you don't see, I mean, I didn't see many of us, of course, but I think that made me work even harder to be a representation um, for us. Um, But yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the best thing that I can say. If you're out there and you feeling like you can't do it, you definitely can do it. I mean, I'm an example. I even have more friends are an example for you. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm just grateful to be just like an example. a representation for um, women of color. Yeah, I love that too, because I feel like whenever you are starting a business online, it's, I think it's, I, th- I feel like it would be so scary to come into the space and not be able to see people who are representing you and, and to yeah. feel like there's a lack of that or a lack of diversity or representation because it's very easy, you know, as a white woman coming into the online space to find people who look like you and whatever. And, and so I think that, I think that as the online business space grows and as it's talked more about, and as we're kind of all aware of it, I think that there, that we'll see a lot of improvement with that. But I, I love that you, you feel like you're able to kind of represent that in a way that you maybe didn't see when you first joined the online space. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing for me is simply just being an inspiration. And I think how I was able to push, I mean, it kind of all, I mean, everything that I do that you guys, I mean, you've heard about my hurdles, you've heard about the times I wanted to give up, but it, it literally all goes back to my why. Like my grandmother, she's, keeping my eyes on that because I mean, I was discouraged at first, you know, and then I would, and then I took it as a, a chance to show up because I mean, like we need representation. So I literally looked at it at first I was discouraged. And then I was like, okay, well, you're not going to like give up, you know? And at that point, just, I couldn't give up. And that's, I right. think that's why I took all my money out of my savings account and just put it into the program. I was like, okay, but now you don't have no choice. Like you, yeah. I mean, it's now, it's, it's now or never literally. Yeah, I was literally using it as my fuel. I was like, well, I done put everything that I, I mean, all of my savings into this. I can't let it fail. Um, yeah. But that was also another reason why um, I looked at it as an opportunity to be to um, show up and represent women of color. And it has been a privilege because I get messages all the time that 
of other black women and other women of color, mm-hmm. like encouraging me on telling me like, please keep it up. Like you don't even know yeah. what you're doing for us. And that alone, I mean, that alone just gives me so much joy knowing mm-hmm. that someone can look at my profile and be motivated and be inspired. Like yeah. even if they don't look, even if they don't book a call, even if they don't even like get a part of my program, the fact that I, they can go to my profile, feel expi- feel inspired and leave that's enough for me, you know, like that's yeah. just like the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You never know who's watching. I you never mean, know who's watching. And especially the, I mean, now there's, especially with TikTok, it has introduced so many people who are from the age ranges of like 14 to 18 to the online business space. And I'm like, that is so cool that there are like 16, 17 year olds right now starting their business. I get asked all the time, am I too young? And I'm like, are you kidding me? If I was, if I had known that this existed when I was 16, like imagine where I would be now. It's so cool to be able to be that age and, and enter into this space instead of feeling like college is your only option. Yeah, I mean, imagine being 16 with a business. That's even crazier. I like, I, I was, you know, just worried about my little schoolwork and worried about, you know, my little hotel job. But man, if I would have had this, I mean, I probably could have been right now. Imagine where we'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we could be retired right now. <laughs> we'd both be living in Hawaii. <laughs> Literally living in Hawaii, living our dream life. And I mean, we are living our dream life, but we wouldn't have to work anymore. (laughs) So kind of going hand in hand with your living your dream life, what do you feel or what's your advice about having a work-life balance now that you have kind of found that your business and your quote unquote work doesn't necessarily feel like work and that be honest here because I know I struggle with this and I'm like, I don't know, I'm working all the time. Yes. Um, okay. So at the beginning, uh, this is something that I struggle with. Like I allowed my clients to like text me at like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, like you have to set those boundaries or else you are going to be miserable in your business. Like, and so for now it's like, okay, I don't let my clients or my students, like they can text me, they can message me after 6 PM, um, my time. But after that, like I'm off, like I know I need to be off or else, um, or else I just won't be energized to serve them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But for a very long time, um, I mean, for a very long time, I just allow people to text me at all times of the night. And I feel like I had to just get up and work right then and there. And I still right. struggle with it now. I mean, like Hawaii was supposed to be a vacation, but I was working the whole time. I didn't take any yeah. time off. Oh, that's something that I struggle with now. Like I actually, now that I think about it, I've never actually taken time off where I've told my clients or my students, hey, I'm not going to be working. So right. that's actually still a struggle that I have now. And especially because I love my work, like I'm taking Texting. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily message my my clients, but I'm talking to my students all the time. And even then, I need to set more boundaries there because, I mean, like your business isn't your life at the end of the day. You still need to have time right. for your personal life. You still need to have time for your family members to go on dates. You know, to take care of yourself. You know, mm-hmm. have a wine night, whatever. That's so important. You know, and. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess you could, a lot of people say that's the easy part about a nine to five. And I guess it is because I mean, it ends at five, but, <laughs> but that's yeah. all you're going to get. But and even right. when I'm not working, my business is at the back of my mind. Like, what do I have yep. to do? How do I, literally, girl, I could be watching a movie and I'll be thinking about what I need to post Uh-oh, tomorrow, yeah. who I need to email tomorrow, <laughs> you know, like I can never completely shut it off. And that's actually something that I'm still struggling with. 
Yeah, I do the same. And I think that that's, I think that once you, we're so used to being in a job that we hate or being told that, yeah, your job is just your job. You're not going to like it. Once you start a business online and you're act, you actually enjoy what you do and you're excited to start a new thing and to build and to scale. Once you're in that mindset, it's like you're making up for lost time almost of being in a job where you didn't enjoy it. And it's so hard to turn it off because you are constantly feeling so inspired and wanting to help people and Mm -hmm. and be there for your clients or your students, which I think it's a a blessing and a curse sometimes. But I think for the most part, it is so amazing. The benefits far outweigh the the cons with it because it's so amazing to be able to love what you do so much that you think about it all the time. I mean, and that's so true because I mean, I think in a, <laughs> I think about it twenty four seven. I'm doing this podcast now, and I'm like, okay, what do I have to do after this podcast? Like, you know, like that's so crazy that we even have to, you know, be like that. But that it comes from like loving what you do. Truly, it comes yeah. from loving what mm-hmm. you do. Um, but my idea of a work life balance. I mean, I hope that I get there one day. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm feeling like overwhelmed or anything because I'm not, but I do. And just you too. Like it's for both of us. Like we need that. Like eventually we need Mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, work in our business and be able to shut it off and just give ourselves to, you know, give ourselves times, give our significant others time, give our family members time Mm -hmm. because that's important too. But I mean, right now, I mean, it does look I mean, the idea of a perfect work life balance sounds like paradise to me, but I'm just not yeah. there yet, to be honest, because yeah. I'm always work thinking about it. Work is okay. Yeah, guys, it's a work in progress. That's my that's my status <laughs> right now. Work in progress. <laughs> I love it. It's it seems like you know, and it, it is so much work, and it's a lot of times, and especially in the beginning, in your first couple of years of being a business owner, you are working like crazy, and you're doing that because you can see the finish line, if you want to call it that, or never really is a finish line, but you can see the situation where you are in a position where you've worked hard in your business. And because of the capabilities that are there in the online space, you can really fast track your way to living a life where you are living off of passive income, or you are able to retire early or, or move you know, to another place that you've loved and, and wanted to always be in and, and work whenever you want. It's those opportunities are presented to you so much earlier. So the hard work that you're putting in is a million times worth it. Uh, Yes. And honestly, I'm going to piggyback right off you. Um, So another reason why I feel like I'm always thinking about my business, because as you said, you see the finish line when really there's no finish line, but I kind of know what you mean by that. Like you see the goal. And so for me, like I can, I mean, I follow entrepreneurs who have grown so big on the online world. Like, I mean, like, I mean, one of the people that I follow, like, I remember, like, she had a launch and made, like, 400000 in a week off a course. Yeah. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. The same, like, that was the same one that I had when I found out she made not came month. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I was like, yeah. and so when you see stuff like that, that does, I mean, when you follow entrepreneurs like that, that does put a lot of fire under your butt to keep working yeah. and to keep um, up the fight. Because, you know, you can really scale so big on the online world. Like you yeah. can literally scale to millions on the online world. Not even yeah. being dramatic. I'm literally telling you, you can't because it's out there and there's a need for it. Um, but th- I think that's another reason why I can't shut it off because, you know, we're out here trying to break those curses, you know, and once you see that mm-hmm. there's a way to break it, that's all you want to do. Right. It just, it consumes you in the best it way. <laughs> in the best way. Yes. <laughs> so 
what would you tell your younger self if you could tell your younger self anything? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I know it's a big one. <laughs> it's a, that's that that may have been the biggest question that you've asked me. I mean, ugh, I know. I just think about you know where I've come, like you know my struggles as a child, and man, I just know she would be so proud of me. Yeah, I just know she would be so proud of me, and if I could, what I would tell her is to just keep going. Like, you don't even know what you're going to do in life. Like, you don't even know the lives you're about to change. You don't even know how you're going to be able to take care of your family one day. You don't even know that you're literally going to break the curses that you're living in right now. Yeah. And that, I don't even want to get emotional talking about that, but, like, I kind of teared up. But, like, (laughs) that's what I would tell her. Like, keep going. Like, yes, you're in the situation right now, but you are literally going to be the woman that you've always dreamed of. Yeah, I love that. You're gonna make yeah. me cry. Don't cry, just. <laughs> so, kind of hand in hand with that, what would you tell anyone who is listening right now who is considering starting their business online? Maybe they're currently in a nine to five, or they're just scared. Whatever the obstacle is for them, what would be your advice to them in order to really help them kickstart things? Listen, you have to start. That's the biggest thing I'm going to say. And I know that's such a cliche thing to do, but you're going to be scared regardless. You know, fear comes from starting an online business. It starts from doing pretty much anything, but you should let that fuel you. Um, because if you don't, then you're you're still going to be unhappy in your life. You're still going to be at that nine to five miserable wondering why you're still sitting there. But let me tell you, every business owner in life, probably even Jeff Bezos or Oprah, they've done, they did something scary to get to where they were yeah. now. So mm-hmm. you're going to just have to make that scary move. Yes, it's scary. But once you get there, you're going to be so happy that you did it. I mean, I was scared, guys. I pulled all my money, all of my money out of my savings account for school. And I invested into Justice program. And I've invested into myself over and over and over again, making those scary investments to really accelerate my business. But would I, do, would I give it back? No. I do it over again. Um, so this yeah. is your sign to literally do it like you're not going to regret it. Yes, just do it. It's so it's so hard oh, yeah. to be sitting there on the other side hearing us yeah. say that. And we have been in your shoes. Yeah. We know what the fear feels like. And you yeah. it's I'm a big fan of the saying, choose your hard. You know, are you gonna choose the difficult where it's staying in your comfort zone, being in a job you dislike, feeling unhappy, feeling uninspired, feeling like you're always struggling? Or do you are you gonna choose the difficult where it's pushing yourself out? outside of your comfort zone, but changing your life in the most massive way possible. Yeah. And I actually made a post about this today, but it kind of goes like this. Don't let your fear of what could happen make nothing happen. Don't make your fear of like spending the money to invest in a coach, lose it out on time for starting an online business. All of those fears stop you of what could happen. Okay. Like, yes, you're thinking about the risk of it, but what if you scale to to 10K? 10k a month what if like you grow this huge following what if you're able to quit your job what if you never have to worry about money again what if think about it like that and you can i'm telling you you can because i'm here dream up the best what ifs listen okay (laughs) 
Well, Royal, this has been so much fun. Was this your this is your first episode or your first podcast that you've yes, been on, I'm, right? Listen, I'm your first guest and this is my first podcast. So <laughs> I hope I did it justice. I hope I did it justice. You did. <laughs> this was amazing. I have loved being able to sit down with you. Like I said, it's been a while since we've chatted. And yes. you know, we obviously whenever you're a business owner, I feel like you have those people where you're like, we know we're supporting each other. We just are both so busy oh. that we can't talk as much as we want. Um, but I, I have loved chatting with you. So please tell everyone where they can find you on all of your socials. Okay, guys. So you can find me. Also, thank you, Jess. I love sitting down talking with you. And you're actually <laughs> going to see me next week. This is like the most we've talked in like two months. I know. We're packing it all into it. Literally. <laughs> We really are. Um, but you guys can follow me on Instagram at L'Oreal, Arkea, L-A-U-R-I-E-L, A-R-K-E-A-H. And my name is the same on TikTok and Pinterest as well. So it's pretty much the same names all the time. And then my website is www.lorealarkea.com. So I kept it nice and easy it. for you. Yes. We love consistency across okay. the handles. <laughs> So L'Oreal's information will also be in the show notes. You guys go check her out. She, if if, if for nothing else, just a lot of inspiration because yes. she is killing it with reels and content. And it's it's so helpful whenever you're starting to be able to see those people and their journey and, and how it's evolved and where they're at now. That is so motivating for you. So go check L'Oreal out. And thank you so much for being here. Of course, Jess. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Digital State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hawks, and I am so happy to have you here. Follow along with us on Instagram at the Digital State of Mind so that we can stay connected with you and get your feedback on what you want to hear on the show. I know everyone says this, but we're serious, okay? <laughs> Talk to you next time.